Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to send a very special shout out to Mila Fagelson. Mila, thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is She Sells Seashells. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name is Marceline, and she sells seashells. Or she did when I was a child, anyway. Let me back up. When I was younger, my family used to spend weekends in a shore town called Saltwater. It was a marvelous place where you could walk along the boardwalk, get your fortune told, go on carnival rides, and eat saltwater taffy. My sisters and I loved seeing how far we could stretch the taffy. Well, one day, as my sister Mary and I were seeing just how far we could stretch it on the boardwalk, I wasn't watching where I was going, and I bumped into something. Hey, watch it! I heard right behind me. I turned around. It was another little girl about my age. Oh, I'm sorry. Can't you see I'm running a business here? 
She was sitting on a stool, and in front of her was a basic folding table with some seashells on it. Oh, I said. What kind of business are you running? Well, obviously I'm selling seashells. I looked down at the shoddy sign taped to the table. Marceline's Seashell Stand, it said. Seashells? You sell seashells? Yep. Oh, well, wait. Aren't seashells free? And can't you just find them right over there on the beach? Why would people pay for them? Well, these aren't your average seashells, silly. These are magical seashells. Magical seashells? Yep. What makes them magic? Well, do you have time for a story? I looked over to my sister, who was waiting patiently for me to come back and stretch some more taffy with her. Mary, head back to the motel. I'll be in in a minute, I told her. Stretching taffy was fun, but as you know, I am a sucker for a good story. So I sat down and listened to Marceline tell me about her magical seashells. This is a touristy town, but I am a local. That means I live here. I've lived here my whole life, Marceline told me. My dad has a seafood restaurant right over there. She pointed to a wooden shack with benches outside and fishing nets that hung on a sign as decoration. Marceline waved to a man with a visor on his head, an apron on his waist, and a big fluffy mustache on his face. He waved back. That's my dad. He catches the fish in the ocean and then cooks them up in his restaurant. I wake up early in the mornings with him sometimes to go fishing. We sit out on that beach and throw the net in. Whatever we catch is our menu for the day. I'm really good at fishing. So good, sometimes I catch my share of fish before my dad does, and I wander off to go find seashells for my collection. And that's what I did a few weeks ago. Your collection of magical seashells? Oh no, I never had magical seashells before that day. Just your regular ordinary shells, Marceline told me. Don't get me wrong, I love my ordinary seashells. They're magical in their own way. My favorites are the ones that you can hold up to your ear and hear the ocean. And that's the kind of shell I was on the hunt for that morning. I found my first one. It was smaller, a sandy white color with a hint of pink. I held it up to my ear waiting for my favorite sound. The sound of the ocean. But what I heard instead was bizarre. What was it? I asked her. It sounded like this. Hee-haw! Hee-haw! Like a donkey! I jumped up and threw the shell into the ocean. How odd, I said to her. You're telling me. I couldn't figure out how that happened. I thought I was imagining things. So I went on my way looking for the next shell. I found another this time slightly bigger. It was gray, almost black, with a purple iridescence. It was really pretty. I held it up to my ear and waited for the ocean sound. But do you know what I heard instead? What, what? I said in return, and then Marceline blew a raspberry at me. 
Hey, I said back. <clears throat> back at you. No, no, Marceline shouted out. That's what I heard in the shell. Someone blowing a raspberry at me. I was so offended by it, I threw the shell back in the ocean. Weird, I said to her. That's right, weird, she said back. But I was determined to find another shell for my collection. So I went on my way and I spotted another. This one was even larger and a dark blue color, just like the ocean. If any of them would have my favorite sound inside, I thought this one would be it. I picked it up and went to hold it up to my ear, but I couldn't. Why not? I asked her. Because bits of glass and like broken pottery fell out of it. It was so strange, like someone had stuffed it with broken things. How interesting, I said. Seriously, she said back. Well, I knew I couldn't take the shell home. It was too dangerous, so I threw it in the ocean. The sun was rising higher in the sky, so I knew I had to head back to my dad soon so he could go to the restaurant. But I really wanted one more shell, even if they were all being weird that day. So I walked just a little further and spotted another one. Well, I didn't see it at first, but I heard it. It had sort of a glowing sound. A glowing sound? Yeah, like this. I said back to her. Exactly, she confirmed. I walked up carefully to it. A green light was shining from underneath. I picked it up with both hands and turned it over to inspect the shell. On the bottom of it was a shiny gold circle with something carved into it. I rubbed off the sand from it to get a better look. What was it? I asked her. It was the Seal of Salome. What's the Seal of Salome? I asked her. It's something really only the locals of Saltwater know about, she responded. It's a symbol of a starfish and an anchor created by Salome the Sea Witch. And when you rub the seal of Salome, it can make monsters, spirits, or even genies appear. Oh, wow, I said. Oh, wow is right. And I had already rubbed the seal when I tried to get the sand off of it. So even if I threw the shell back into the ocean, it wouldn't have made a difference. The damage was already done. Then Marceline went on. The ocean started to rumble, and a woman arose from the seashell. A giant woman, a giant purple woman, covered in seaweed and kelp and fishnets and seashells. And she started yelling. But not angry yelling, like celebrating yelling. She was crying out. She told me her name was Ginny the Genie, and she had been stuck in that seashell for 300 years. 300 years? That's too many, I said in astonishment. That's what I said. She said it was a dreadfully long time, and Salome the Sea Witch cursed her to live in that seashell until someone came and rubbed the seal. For the first hundred years she was stuck in the shell, Ginny swore whoever rubbed the seal and released her 
She would make them the wealthiest person alive. But then no one showed up, and she was stuck. Then she became sort of frustrated. So for the second hundred years, she swore she wouldn't make that person the wealthiest person alive, but she would grant them three wishes. But no one ever found her shell. So Jenny became angrier and angrier as the years went on. For the next hundred years, she swore that whoever rubbed the seal of Salome and released her would have to trade places with her. Does that mean that meant Ginny was going to stick me in the seashell? I tried to run, but she stopped me with her powers. I had to do something, but I wasn't sure what to do. I loved seashells, but I didn't want to live in one for 300 years or for however long it took for someone to rub the seal of Salome. Then an idea came to me. What? I asked her. I said to her, Ginny, I don't believe your story. You're way too big. You could have never fit in that tiny seashell. Well, she was so offended that I didn't believe her that she shrunk herself down to size and squeezed back into the shell. You tricked her back into the shell. I did. When she realized what I had done, she began to weep. She begged me to release her, and I felt really bad. No one deserves to be in prison like that. But I couldn't trust her. What if I let her out and she imprisoned me? That's when Ginny struck a deal with me. She told me that the three shells I found before finding her shell were magical. Ginny swore that if I released her, she'd fetch those shells from the ocean and that if I sold them, I'd be rich beyond my wildest dreams. So is that what you did? That's what I did, Marceline said. But first, I asked her why she couldn't just make me rich. She was a genie, after all. Why would I have to sell the shells? And what did Jenny say? I asked her. She told me whoever purchased the shells would have the power to destroy them. And that would stop Salome from ever locking someone in a seashell again. And that seemed like the best plan to me. I rubbed the seal, released Ginny, and Ginny kept her promise. Now I'm here trying to sell these shells, but it's not working. Everyone thinks they're just ordinary shells like you did. But as Marceline was saying that, an old woman in rags walked up to us. She didn't speak a word. She just waved her hand over the shells. They disappeared, and in their place, a pile of gold bars appeared. And then the old woman started to walk away. Marceline was so joyous, she barely said goodbye to me. She lifted the gold bars off the table and ran to her dad at the restaurant. I watched as they hugged each other and celebrated the gold bars that would make them rich beyond their wildest dreams. And I smiled. I turned to my right and saw the old woman walking down the boardwalk. On the back of her rags was something gold and shiny. I could barely make it out, but there it was. A starfish and an anchor. It was the seal of Salome. (laughs) 
Marceline became my good friend, and I still see her and her dad when I go on my vacations to Saltwater. They still run the restaurant, even though they really don't have to. And Marceline believes the real gift she got that day was our friendship, not the gold bars. We never quite figured out who the old woman was, but Marceline sure was grateful she appeared. That was She Sells Seashells, written, performed, and executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham, produced by Tessa Flannery. Girl Tales is a Cordelia Studios production. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grown-ups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and remember, I believe in you.